Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for March 3rd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Speak the Word Only, and this is part 12. So Speak the Word Only, part 12. This has really been based from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, but today we're going to add to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13 several scriptures that really drive home the message that Jesus spoke the word only, that Jesus only said those things he heard the Father say. Jesus only did those things that he was led of the Holy Spirit to do. And guess what? We are supposed to live the same way. Jesus conquered the flesh, and he is not just an example for us. Jesus is an example of us. So let's get into our scriptures for this morning. So 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible says, it is written, I believe, then therefore have I spoken. And since we, New Testament believers, born-again believers, filled with the Holy Spirit believers, since we have the same spirit of faith, then we also believe, and therefore we speak. We believe, and therefore we speak what we believe, and guess what? We're going to have what we say. We are whosoever's, and we will have whatsoever we say. In John 5 and 19, now I'm about to give you several scriptures that really drive home uh, the message of Jesus or the life of Jesus that, that, that explain how Jesus lived in this world. John 5 and 19, the Bible says, so Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. In John 5 and 30, the Bible says, this is Jesus. I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me to judge. Therefore, my judgment is always just because I'm not the one doing the judging. I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. John 6 and 38 says, I came down from heaven to do what God wants, not to do what I want. John 8 and 28 says, so Jesus said unto them, one day you're going to lift up the son of man, and then you're going to know that I am he, I am, I am the I am. And then he says, you will know that whatever I do is not in my own authority. You will know that I only say what my father taught me to say. John 12 and 49, the Bible says, for I did not speak on my own, but the father who sent me commanded me what to say. And that's what I said. And then it says, everything that I've spoken came from the father. And then John 14 and 10, last one, Jesus said, don't you believe me? that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. The words that I say to you, I'm not speaking these words on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. So there's several scriptures really there that really drive home the message of Jesus, right? Drive home the life of Jesus, how Jesus lived in this world. So what does this mean for you today on this Tuesday morning? I have several things to share with you on this on, from this, from these scriptures, I have six things to share with you. Let's get into these six things. Now, at this point, I want you to rid your heart, rid your mind of all distractions, lean in, tune in, six things. Number one, here we go. Jesus was fully God, but he was also fully man. Now, if Jesus was not a man, then he could not be our example, right? If, if Jesus only did those things that he was able to do because he was supernatural and he was 100% supernatural, he was not natural at all, then really it wouldn't be fair to say that he was our example because he wouldn't be like us. But he was fully God. He was also fully man. One of the reasons why we can emulate his life is because he actually was a man. 
like a real man, a human man, a human being. And then he, as a human being, had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then he, as a human being, had to learn how to not live like a mere man and how to be led of the Holy Spirit and not to be led of his flesh. And so because he did that, Jesus can be our example. So number two, as a man, Jesus had to pray for guidance. Think about that. Jesus, who is God, he's part of the Godhead, but while he was in the earth as a man, he had to seek the face of the Father. He had to seek the Father's face for guidance. Jesus uh, never attempted, like, or let me say it this way. If Jesus attempted to do things without the Father and Jesus did everything that he wanted to do, then fine, that would be okay, but he wouldn't be our example. Jesus was like, no, I'm doing nothing outside of the will of the Father. He sought the Father's guidance in all things. He only said those things he heard the Father say. He only did those things that were revealed to him of the Father to do. And that's the way that we're supposed to live. Jesus sought guidance in all things at all times, and that's how we're supposed to live. Number three, Jesus could not. Now, this is really interesting. The Bible says that Jesus said, I can... Without him, the father, I can do nothing. He wasn't saying, I don't want to do anything without the father. He wasn't saying, I'm capable of doing whatever I want, but I just choose not to. No, he was saying, listen, when I'm disconnected from the father, this is what I can do. I can, apart from the father, this is what I can do. I can, when I'm disconnected from the father, this is what I can do. I can do nothing. That's what he said. I can do nothing without the Father. Now, with the Father, we know, Philippians 4.13, that we can do all things. So there's this example where in Jesus, we see him saying very clearly, hey, if you're disconnected from the Father, you, there's nothing you can do. But with him, there's nothing you can't do. So if Jesus saw a clear need to be connected to the Father in all things, if Jesus saw a clear need to spend time with the Father in prayer, if Jesus counted on the Father on a daily basis, Basis. If Jesus got up in the morning and received his orders from headquarters, which is heaven, every day, then how do you think that you and I are supposed to live any different? We have to live the same way. If that was Jesus, then Jesus is our example. If he said he could do nothing without the Father, then guess what? We could do nothing without the Father. But if he could do everything with the Father, guess what? Then we could do everything with the Father. Number four, Jesus spent alone time with the Father. Now, I keep driving home the the, the connection between your words and prayer, because it's important. You have to meditate, medicate on the word. You have to spend time with the father so that you can get to the point where you're going to speak the word only. Because remember, what's in you abundantly is going to come out of you eventually. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. Your words are telling everyone what's going on in your heart. Your words are telling everyone externally what's going on in your heart internally. So when Jesus spent time with the Father in prayer, he was spending time with the Father to get the will of the Father down in his heart. So then when he spoke, he was speaking the will of the Father. He gave the Father his undivided attention. In many cases, early in the morning, he went away, away from everyone else, and he gave the Father his undivided attention so that he could receive the will of the Father, get his orders from headquarters, get that will down in his heart, and then he was led of the Holy Spirit every day to go do what he received, and that's how we're supposed to live. Number five, Jesus, this is a big one, Jesus did not assume that everything that happens is the will of God. 
<laughs> right? When things, when things were brought to him, Jesus discerned what was the will of the Father and what was not the will of the Father. And you need to know, because especially since he spent time with the Father in prayer, he was able to discern what was the will of the Father, what was not the will of the Father. There are people that are Christians, that love God, that just accept everything. Listen, the Bible tells us that we have the authority to resist the devil for a reason. The, the Bible tells us that God has given us all power and authority. We have power and authority, power, ability, authority, the right to exercise that. I mean, we have power and authority and nothing shall by in any means harm us, right? And then we have the power to resist Satan and he will flee from us. So if we have this power, we have this authority, why would we have it if everything is supposed to be the will of God? Everything is not the will of God. People just accept things. You don't have to just accept everything that happens as the will of the Father. As you spend time with the Father, as you get the word of God down in your heart, as you spend time with the Holy Spirit, as you learn to hear his voice and you follow his voice and the voice of a stranger you do not follow, then you will know what the will of God is. You won't have to question what the will of God is. You will know what the will of God is in any given situation. And at that time, once you know what the will of the Father is, then you can believe it in your heart. You can speak it out of your mouth, you could perform it. You could be led of the Father to do whatever it is that he needs you to do for the manifestation of his best in your life. And you're doing it as a response to the Holy Spirit, as a response to the revelation that you receive from God. You are doing as you are led to do. You are saying as you are led to say, and you're not accepting everything as the will of the Father. There's some things that a doctor will tell you. There's some things that a lawyer will tell you. There's some things that your friends will tell you that in your heart, the Holy Spirit will say, no, don't receive that. So you got to be led of the Father to know what to receive and what to reject. Say amen to that. All right. And number six, and finally, as I close, Jesus learned how to put spirit over body. And we have to do the same thing. The, the Bible says that we walk by faith and not by sight, that we, we are living by the Holy Spirit. And what he tells us, by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, that's how we live not by the impulses or the input that we get from our five physical senses. So there are things that we're going to get from this world it, through our body and through our five physical senses. And there are things that we're going to receive through the Holy Spirit. And then we have to learn how to put the impulses of the Holy Spirit over the input that we're getting from the flesh. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus never allowed the flesh to override the spirit. He was all God, but he was also all man. He had the ability to operate in the flesh. He chose not to, and that's how we're supposed to live. He had to learn how to live in sync with heaven, even though he was down here in this world, even though he was getting input from his five physical senses, he was living in sync with heaven, even if it meant that it seemed like he was out of sync with the people down here in this world. Guess what? That's how we're supposed to live. We're supposed to live in sync with the Father. He prayed in the morning. He prayed throughout the day. We are to pray in the morning. We're to pray throughout the day. We can go all day praying without ceasing, receiving from the Father. Jesus never wavered from the will of the Father. That's how we're supposed to live. We are never, will you say, I'm not going to waver. God shows me something and I don't care how much input I get from this world. I don't care if I get a letter in the mail, if I get an email, if I get a text message, if I get a negative report, if I get a phone call that I didn't want to get, I will not be moved. I will not waver. I'm going to believe God. What God said shall come to pass. And it's only a matter of time. I'm only going to say what the father tells me to say. I'm only going to do what the father leads me to do. I will not stray from it. I will not wander from it. I will never speak against it. I will speak 
the word only. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. This is how we're supposed to live. And your words are very, very important. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Speak this out loud over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for giving me an example of your best in the life of your son. The fact that Jesus relied on prayer is humbling to me. While he was God, he was also a man. He prayed just like we do. He had to discover your will just like I do. But once he did, he refused to deviate from it. He never said, he never did anything outside of your will. He was not on this planet to do whatever he wanted to do. He only did what you wanted him to do. Jesus is my example. Without you, I can do nothing. I am open to hearing your voice and I will never stray from it. I only say what I hear you say. I only do what I'm led of you to do. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. All those scriptures that I was talking about, Jesus, John 5 and 19, John 5 and 30, John 6 and 30. You want all those scriptures, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox for free. Go into this day thinking about the example of Jesus. Spend time with the Father in prayer and then live like Jesus. Only say what you hear the Father say. Only do what you're led of the Father to do. Speak the word only. Do me a favor. Please share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have a blessed day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.